All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Yeah. It's your boy, it's your boy. All right, so we, we always start off the episode with some bars. <laughs> V's got the bars. She's v. about to drop the beat <laughs> or punch the mic. Oh, oh gosh! Can you hear I got that? that? I got that anxiety track, the crickets, the the yeah. relax and hit a meditation. I was like about ready to go. Oh, jeez! Guess who's back? Back again. Hey, Connor's hey, back. Hey, thirty, 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 thirty in the building. Thirty in the building. Woo! Hey. Raining from Seattle, Washington, Connor Surdy. Yes. 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 Say hey, Connor Surdy in the building, baby. What? What? Let's go. And thanks for joining the show. And we're back. That's it. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of The Creator Clubhouse. I am Prince, your host, along with Vieira and my boy DJ. What's up, guys? <laughs> and today we have a very special guest on the podcast. We have the homie, Connor Surdy. Welcome to the show, Connor. What's Yo. good, baby? Thanks for having me. It's good to be here, man. It's an honor, bro. It's been a long time coming. I remember the first time mm-hmm. I met you at... Kando was that two years ago now? Yeah, last year was like three years long, so yeah. it might be a little bit longer than that now. Yeah, yeah bro, it's been a minute. Uh, <laughs> but dude, you were just you're so kind. You had such good energy, and it was just I was just dude your work. I've always been a fan of your work, and it was really cool to see real time what happened at Kando because they had all the different shooting booths, and so everyone's shooting the same stuff so it was, mm-hmm. was kind of cool to see all of these amazing creatives shooting similar things and seeing who was coming out with what what people were posting and what their what their content looked like and i just remember seeing your your content bro was so freaking creative the layouts uh the different cuts everything I, it just blew my mind i was like this guy is on a whole nother level and doesn't <laughs> It's just like in a lane of his own. It was super refreshing. Um, and, and it was fast. That's the other thing is like, it was like a race to get the content up. And I felt like your stuff was up it, super it, it quick. It was. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Did that That's come nice. from your, uh, from your day job experience? You had all your stuff locked and loaded and ready to Oof. throw on stories. Honestly, like with, uh, with the Starbucks stuff, like day job, they're usually like shoot this and like have it up five minutes ago. I'm like, what? <laughs> it's too quick. Like, and I shoot, I shoot sports too. So like the, the photojournalism stuff, you have to be like super, super quick, too quick. Yeah. You, you slayed it. So thank you. let's maybe start with you giving uh, the audience a quick, just kind of like background on yourself, Connor. Okay. Well, let me pull up my uh, about page on my website. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 28. I've been taking photos since, I want to say like 2007, 2008. Nice. Um, yeah, I freelanced for like, I want to say like eight, eight or so years. And then, yeah, I just, I've been shooting all, all the different genres that I felt pulled towards. Um, like automotive, I, I like dabbled in fashion a little bit, did a lot. Like honestly, when I was starting out, I did a lot of senior photos, did a lot of family photos. Uh, like pictures of babies, and then now I'm uh, in house for 
Starbucks, which is like kind of crazy, like thinking about it from 13 years ago until now. I'm in the Sony. I'm in the Sony Sony Squad uh, Ambassador Program. They're great. I love Sony. Yeah, I don't know. What else? What else do I do? Oh God. Bro, that's, <laughs> that that's, was good. That's perfect. You have a really cool job, which is really really awesome. You know, a lot of creatives struggle because they're a one man company they're trying to do sales and they're trying to do all the content creation themselves and all these things and so it's pretty cool i think to meet people that have jobs that they that they love and enjoy doing and they get to pay they get paid to do what other people you know do but with a lot less security uh and so it's a pretty it's a pretty neat thing and it's and it's a rad brand it's just like a perfect combination of like cool company cool unique position sounds like uh, it's, it's your own role and I'd love to just hear about maybe the origin story of how the Starbucks job came about. Yeah. It came out of nowhere, honestly. So like one of my, one of my best friends growing up, his name is Brett, right? And his girlfriend's name is Hannah. And I took like Brett's senior photos. I took like Hannah's senior photos. Then I took like their family photos. And then Hannah had a boss who like on LinkedIn, they're, they're friends now because she was her boss. And then her, she posted on LinkedIn, it was like, does anybody know a photographer like in the, in the Seattle area that <laughs> everyone would, knows like, everyone who's role. a photographer. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And she was like, oh, I know this guy, Connor. He, he like kind of likes to shoot everything. And, and then um, Susie, who was, who was my hiring manager, uh, she reached out to me and she's like, I saw your website, like, I'm not really like you kind of shoot everything and that's what we're looking for. Um, would you maybe like to come down for an interview? And I was like, what? <laughs> like, is Starbucks, e- Starbucks emailed me for a photo position. Like, is this like, <laughs> it's like my dream, you know, like I've always wanted to like be in house and like kind of have a place to just like be creative and have like people like to do that with. Um, and that was like, I had a, they scheduled an interview with me and they were like, come down in two weeks. And I was like, okay, I'll have anxiety for like two weeks. So that's fine. <laughs> um, like I went to the Starbucks, like reserve roastery, which is like the brand that was hiring was Starbucks reserve, which is like the cool, the cool. Yeah. Starbucks. Yeah. Starbucks black. Uh, we're not regular yeah, Starbucks. Black, we're the cool the black Starbucks. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. And I was like, ooh, I want to shoot for the cool brand. You know, that's like way more fun. And they like had a had a spot in Seattle and I went to the, the store and I just like went around and I did like a photo shoot of the store like I had the job. And I like put together this like portfolio. I like printed out all the photos that I took, put it in like this like leather bound, like sexy ass little nice. notebook. And I was just, like, Flex. I brought it to the interview and I was just like like here's yeah. this here's this like I want to work for you guys like here's the work that I already made but you didn't pay me for but like nice they were like whoa this guy like wants the gig I love it took the and initiative so awesome. it, it worked out yeah and oh, they goodness. they have like a full on like creative studio right it's like a it's it's whole it's it's own thing uh, yeah it's the coolest um I was there when there was like 170 people, which is like a, it's like a lot of people, you know? I mean, like there's so much that goes on behind the scenes that like, I'm a photographer. I didn't really like, I don't really like understand like graphic designers, like and their whole life, you know? And then like production designers, um, 
there's so many jobs that I had no idea, like, were a part of, like, this massive bean machine. It's crazy. <laughs> are these all creative jobs? Pretty much. All of them that are, are in there, there's, there's, like, creative directors, writers, like, creative writing directors, um, designers of all types of work. It's amazing. And it was, like, the best environment to be in because you're just surrounded by like creative people that like are creative, but like in a different way than you're creative. So like, there's so much like cool collaborative energy. That's just like there, like all the time. And everybody's like jittery. Cause they're like, I have so much coffee. <laughs> they're hopped and up. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. And it was, it was like the energy just like being in there. Like the first week I was just like, like I've only heard people talk shit about nine to fives. Yeah. You know, like nine to fives, they should sell your soul. You know, like <laughs> I was like, all right, well, I guess I will. And I'm, it didn't turn out too bad. Like this is a good, this is a good place just for like creative growth and yeah. just like, yeah, it was such a great place. It's like a, I mean, Starbucks is a global brand so that you guys are pumping out so much work all the time. Probably stuff that no one like, people don't even see so stay pretty yeah, busy like, literally a lot of work that nobody sees yeah like, i've never seen this this side of starbucks and this morning we were looking at your website and going through all your content and what i appreciate is how you utilize every piece of content at least it looks like you don't just get stuck in your everyday tasks but you keep pushing the boundaries so we were geeking thank out you, over all you. of your all of your work <laughs> Especially the sports Aww. stuff too. Oh, thank you. Mm-hmm. I've I have so much fun shooting sports, and I never really realized it until I did. And I was like, oh my god! <laughs> like I played sports my whole life growing up, and then I like stopped playing sports because I like broke my face and like busted my shoulder. So I was like, no more sports. And then I forgot like how much like passion I have about just like sports and like taking pictures of it was a whole different thing that just like made my heart feel so full and just like creative and just like seeing things that like I normally wouldn't have seen. And then I'm like in this, you know, place to take these pictures. And I'm like, I feel so creative again. And like, so filled with just like a new perspective, which is so nice. Did, to have. Was the client on that stuff just like major league soccer? Like what was the, it was a collaboration between MLS and Adidas. Gotcha. So it's like the Adidas content creator like club and they essentially would have like different like creators within this little like group of photographers that would cover certain teams. Gotcha. Um, like there's one for like the Sounders, like kind of like the more bigger market teams that would utilize like another like like type of like content that's more like editorial, I guess. And and just like being able to tap uh, a shooter in, in like these cities to like be like on call for any shoot is nice. It was really fun. That's super rad. I'm curious on so back on the Starbucks front. So like, what exactly is your role at Starbucks, and like, what's your day to day kind of look like? Um, so I've had two roles at Starbucks. I was on a completely different team when I started, um, which was in the creative studio. And I was, um, I took pictures like for all the social for Starbucks reserve. Um, and then I 
pretty much just like kind of bled out into like other parts of the company and they're like oh we have like a guy who can do a lot of stuff and like in our like way like within this company like our vision of it like aligns with his so like after that job kind of ended I was I was on a contract position at first which is like a contract worker C dub and then like I was like trying to get that full time and like get that health insurance yeah. you know <laughs> get that 401k get those minis. I get yeah. that 401k like, I've never had a 401k like I like I'm terrible with like my money and like when I was a freelancer I was like terrible at marketing there's like all these new things I'm like oh this is what everybody's talking about like oh, it's all this adult stuff I feel like I was like going to the I doctor I had no idea <laughs> time to yeah. catch up <laughs> yeah I was like whoa I have to go to a therapist too like yeah. so has a thera- therapist benefit which is like I'm utilizing that like it's like That's it's awesome. a completely different place that I thought was off limits because of like the the stigma of a nine to five um, but yeah, back to what you're saying. And now I'm on this, on the stories team, which is a part of like the public affairs department, um, of Starbucks, which is like, there's a lot of like stuff, um, that Starbucks, like within the news, like all over the world, you know? So I'm in that department that like, there's a lot of people that are just like on call that are just like ready to be like the press, like response for Starbucks, like speaking at Starbucks. Uh, and our, we have a, our team is more like, just like telling the, telling the stories of like the people and like the good and the bad, um, with, within the company and like extending from the company. So it's definitely been like a different type of job. It's, it's definitely feels like more photojournalistic where I'm kind of like sent on projects or I used to be sent on a lot more projects that were like going to different States and like documenting this story of like like starbucks military uh, like um what's what is it it's a like we have it's called scap where we like give scholarships and like pay for college if they go to like asu online or like so i i covered a story in like texas that was like on that specific benefit and then uh did like a full like photo like essay on this family which is super super cool and then it like translates into like I'm, I'm doing something completely different which is like shooting the holiday campaign and like the cups so it's it's a it's very balanced in that I, I get to do like a lot of things and kind of create my own like path depending on like what I think needs to be shown through photos that sounds like so much fun it really does <laughs> I'm, I'm curious how your creative process has changed like from creating on your own versus coming into Starbucks and like having access to like amazing creative directors and art directors and copywriters mm-hmm. and all these people that you're, you're bouncing off of. Uh, what does that creative process look like and how has it changed? It's changed a lot. Uh, I feel like I, I work the same now as I did as a freelancer. Um, it's kind of disconnected, especially since now there isn't, a collaborative space as much as there was with working from home. So like that's been taken out. So it definitely feels more like I'm freelancing again, kind of just like I have a project, I get a shot list, I go, I shoot it, I come back, I edit, I deliver. It's kind of like this, it's kind of disconnected in, in that way. But when I was in the creative studio, that was the biggest life-changing experience for me and really made me realize that 
I belong in a collaborative space. I feel like I work really, really, really well with, with just people. Because I'm, I'm very, very, like I've found out in like the last couple of years that I'm very, very empathetic. And I have like this like need to be around people and just like energy and positivity. Or I mean like there's not always positivity, but just like, just that collaborative experience of, of people with like minds working on a similar goal in a creative way. Uh, and we, like, the designers, they're so talented. It's, I've never seen, like, what goes into this, you know, like, what goes into their, their work. And just, like, being a part of those projects and, like, working with them, I have such a newfound, like, respect for that. And I got to be able to collaborate on these projects as well. Because before I was like, um, well, I want to take a picture of like a person like looking kind of cool in the, in the forest. I don't know. Yeah. And that was, that was like, oh, I like, I did a creative <laughs> direct for a project. <laughs> um, and, and this was like, so many people had just like educated opinions and like they were willing to take risks on a lot of stuff and then like we were looking at trends and i was like oh what is what is trends <laughs> and like everybody had a pinterest board and i was like shoot i don't have a pinterest board <laughs> i gotta get one <laughs> um and that was my favorite and i feel like that is something that i am like i want to be a part of again um because it feels disconnected again in the the community aspect the community aspect for art is amazing like with the sony and doing condo like that is like those are my favorite times of my life is being on trips or shoots with a lot of people that are all just like all their energy is going towards this thing in a really really positive way and it's just like so important for like like for existing you know yeah well, and you, you've been lucky, too, like with the Sony stuff or with Starbucks, you're surrounded by probably insanely talented people just across the board. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like yeah. Starbucks hires top talent for sure, especially on the on the design side and, and all of that. Like, that's it's a good place to be. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Do you feel like it's made yeah. you a lot sharper? <sighs> I'm so sharp. <laughs> <laughs> Most of the time, most of the time, no, I, yeah, I feel like I'm so much more well-rounded as a creative and just like as a person, like I've learned so much about myself that I know, I don't think I would have learned, or at least I would have learned like later on, but I feel like I got put through it really quick and it was just like, whoa. Yeah. Is it, it's cool. Is there any like key takeaways that you've learned, like working with a full like direction team, like you, you probably work with like a couple of art directors, creative director, and like maybe an executive creative director on top of that. Is there any takeaways that you have, like going from like a freelancer to like a person in this big machine that's like a big brand? There's a lot of like ongoing talks about a lot of uh, projects that kind of they never start out the same way that they or they never finish the same way they started out. Within my current place, there isn't much that is like I pretty much take the pictures, I submit them, and they're good. You know, like there's not much that goes into my current place. But when I was working on in the Starbucks Reserve Creative Studio. Like what's the difference between going out and shooting with some buddies on a on a brand 
thing versus like working with the Starbucks mm-hmm. Reserve studio within that collaboration network? That um, we did this thing that's called tapestries. We did tapestries for the Starbucks Reserve Instagram, and everything was so calculated. Like we were doing like we were like nine posts ahead of like the gram and like Instagram posts took so long to curate and we had to make, we made them as like each like nine pictures was its own like individual set of like a larger set. And there's so much thought that like goes into it with just like the colors and the design that goes with the colors and like the graphic that like flows with the photos. Um, that was something that I like, I just shoot and I'm like, Oh, I took this picture. I post it. And it's like, boom, done. There's like, for these companies, there's so much that goes into it. Like you're also expecting like whatever you post might turn into like some like public affairs thing or like expect like someone's <laughs> going to take it the wrong way. Yeah. Same with like the copy. Like I had no idea that there's so much like that went into copy, like copywriting within the, within the company. Like everything has to be proofread so many times because there's like millions, millions of people that are going to read it. And there's going to be a lot of people that are like, Starbucks said this thing and <laughs> blah, you know, like right. it's, so everything gets twisted so quickly. What, what do the creative briefs look like? For me nowadays, it's, it's very much just like a, a quick shot list of like what they need. Like now, since we're in COVID, it's mm-hmm. like, I do a lot of portrait, like a portrait shoots. That's like my like recent thing. I just do a lot or I go into stores a lot to like kind of document what is currently happening. Yeah. Um, for like press release releases. Um, but like now it's like one shot of a person with a mask, one shot without the mask, like headshot, half body, full body. Um, and then I add animations into all my briefs because otherwise I'm, I'm bored. You know, I want <laughs> yeah. to like, like I can't just like take a headshot and be like, I had either the best time ever. Cause that's like, that's not realistic to me. Um, so I'm always like, all right, we did all of the shots. Do you want to take like, fun pictures like and they're like yeah or like you know it, it kind of changes that dynamic a yeah. little bit um get him a new profile pic exactly <laughs> like you need a new headshot like i yeah. got you like don't worry yeah uh there's and um for like the product shoots those are like super super different as opposed to like a, a small portrait shoot like product shoots man like five pages like 150 shots like easy. oh my gosh and i'm like i can't keep track of these shots so i have a producer that goes with me on these shoots like pretty much always i have a producer if it's like a generally like medium and bigger size shoot mm-hmm. always a producer thank god for producers yes. you keep those wheels rolling like so much respect um and our producers are incredible and they like take notes during meetings and i'm like Oh my God, like, thank you. I wouldn't have remembered anything unless I saw these notes. Uh, yeah, five pages though for like a cup shoot, like the holiday campaign. They were like close up, mid range, fall, like, and then like animation. They were asking for animations this campaign, which is kind of sick because like I kind of introduced animations and then they were like, yeah. we want this as an animation and this. And I was just like, yes, yeah. yes. And I had to do it on like a super tight timeline too. And I was, they were like, all right, we need these by like Wednesday. And I was like, I shot these on Friday. Like what? <laughs> and I was like, fine, I'll do it. And it was like, you know, you get forced to edit stuff super quick. 
and you just like you never know until you have to do it super super quick and you're then you just like you level up you're yeah. like yes oh, like <laughs> i have unlocked some new level of like my brain yeah you know i i feel like that's something that a lot of people that are strictly photographers don't always think about is all of the different variety and like a, a bigger brand they're putting a lot of emphasis on like options and data and they're looking at what's performing the best and what works in different markets and they're writing all of that into your brief where like a normal photographer might just be like like you were saying before like i just want these images to look cool or i want this to just be an instagram banger or like i want exactly. my friends to comment on this but it's it's a lot different uh -huh. thinking like brand minded and i'm sure you've probably picked up on some of that just in doing it and now mm -hmm. you're like okay the cup needs to be this certain way or oh you know God. the logo yeah. like there's a lot it just it gets the wheels turning in a different way and i love what you're saying too mm -hmm. about things being unlocked because you you just start to think that way and you're just like yes 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 and it pushes you into into a new space yeah it's like muscle memory yeah. you just do something enough times you're like ah and then it like transfers into a completely different thing that you didn't even like realize like I don't know, like you edit something from like five years ago and you like learn that technique and then yeah. like five years later you have some like some type of shoot that would benefit from that thing that you learned five years ago and you're like Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> like So yeah, I feel everything translates over. I feel like with your like automotive work, I noticed I was just I was just kinda looking at it, like stuff on your website, on your Instagram. And I noticed that it was like a little bit different. And now that this is kind of helping me like see some of it. Cause you're adding that like brand. There was like this, mm -hmm. I think it was a Lamborghini. It was like a thing in Japan. Um, so wavy bro. Yeah. That, that Tokyo Yo. drift set yeah. bro. That's that cinematic, just the most cinematic set bro. But they're very brand. I, I think that's why I resonated the most with that stuff. Normally automotive photography, like it doesn't, it does. It just, it's not super interesting to me. But after looking at your stuff, I was like, this is interesting because it's almost like what the car brand would want to do if they could be cool. Like, <laughs> if they could be cool. It, it's like, yeah. it's like yeah. if you up, shot it like a brand, <laughs> Straight up. but then took off all the restrictions that you normally have with a brand, and then you end up with like the photos that you took. And so I was like, this is really interesting because it's, like very, it's very obviously well done, but it's not like what the Instagrammer would do or what the car photographer guy would do. They're not like kind of cheesy. I feel like there's a lot of cheese in some of the like automotive stuff. Mm -hmm. It's still cool and with style, but it's like also very brand friendly and just makes mm -hmm. the stuff look look cool. So it was very well balanced. It had yeah. the brand look, but at that the same time, it was edgy and it had a serious mood to it. And yeah. you could tell that you like the person shooting it. You definitely had a style and a nice perspective. Even shooting cars, you know the angles like you know shooting automobiles it's all about the angles about and the, the angles. And, and finding the perspective <laughs> and not shooting it too high not too low and you just had all the right angles bro you got the clothes <laughs> no the, the other thing too though is you you did so <laughs> it, it's like immersive like a lot of people i noticed this with a lot of people who are just starting out in photography or even hiring photographers they don't always think like go super wide get a close-up get the detail even just in your portfolio projects like this is something that people don't do all the time you have the like 10,000 foot view and then you have like the car view and then you literally have a texture 
Well, or just like yeah, a light it's blur. All, it's so well-rounded. It's very... Well, that's the narrative, yeah. yep. right? So it's like a comic yeah. book or any story. Like when you read a comic book, it it, it has like... The, it takes you in this journey through the narrative of tight, wide, super tight, in and out. And that's what you do with your photography. And, and when you see it, like obviously Instagram doesn't do this stuff a lot of justice sometimes, but like when you see it in your portfolio and the way you have it laid out, bro, it's a... It's a game changer. Like, I, dude, anyone listening to this, like, check out Connor Surdy's Instagram. It's just at Connor Surdy, right? Yep. Check out at Connor Surdy, but make sure to click the link in his bio and go to his actual website yeah. and view his portfolio because, like, that's how you got to really see his work. His work is so phenomenal. And when you get to see it in that narrative perspective and see the shots all together, it's so beautiful. And it's, the stories are just so well told and it just comes together in such a harmonic way. Do you feel do you feel limited by Instagram? First of all, I'm just gonna say my heart is very full. You guys are just you guys are just like gassing me up right now. <sighs> Take off this hoodie. Yeah. Um, we we, we gotta gas each other up, bro. Like yeah. we got like it's honest. Your work is good and yeah, it's important. So it's important for you to hear that. You know what I mean? I think all creatives we all wanna hear that the stuff that we do is good and that people are recognizing it and it feels, it feels really good. And I think it's important for us to share that with people when we talk with them, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. I agree. You're killing I it, bro. Love you so much. <laughs> <laughs> love you, bro. Dear. You're like, can we, can we keep going on that first? Can we just roll yeah. with it? <laughs> do you have anything to add? <laughs> oh my God. No, I was just curious though. Do you feel limited by Instagram? I do. I do. Um, yeah, I mean, like it's it's changed the way people interact with with photos. It's it's like sped up the process of not being able to actually like sit and look mm. at something for a long period of time. Like society has been like shifted, and I think it's been shifted in like a weird way. Um, like, and the way the algorithm, like, come on, what are you yeah. doing? Yeah, <laughs> what's the what's the point of that? Yeah, uh, and. This, yeah, the, the, I mean, like, I was hyped on the square from the beginning. Like, it's it's a cool way to to think about stuff, and then and then it switched to the vertical, and like have, having that be able to take up so much of the page. But then it like shifted to people shooting more vertical. But then like they changed the way they shot just to like match Instagram, match uh, a platform. And yeah, it's like it kind of like it shouldn't be like that. I feel like you should shoot something the way it makes you feel. Like if it comes across yeah. better as a as a portrait do it but like to to distinctively like change the way you feel and like want to show your art to match a platform is whack yeah so yeah. like i've been using twitter and twitter has been like a free like a freeing experience from the trap that is instagram About and to follow like you instagram, right he's getting on his twitter <laughs> <laughs> i love twitter um instagram you you show one picture one picture isn't enough for me. I want to be able to, like, come on, rotate, like, rotate the app. Like, if I could rotate the app and just have photos viewed on, like, a big screen and, like, they can't look at my pictures unless the brightness is all the way up, yeah. that would be I ideal. Yeah. Uh, and, like, the carousels, the carousels was a great thing because I feel like it created, like, this new dynamic that you can, like, showcase images and, like, videos and, like, like stitch pictures across multiple to like actually be able to like see and like give a scale because all the scales kind of just get like yeah like without you knowing it they just get 
shrunk yep. into this tiny little space. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, no, as we were as we were kind of prepping for this, um, we were talking about like some of your work, and I was like, these aren't Instagram bangers, and that's not an insult at all. I feel like a lot a of people shoot for Instagram for the thumbnail for engagement, and they all start to look the same. And especially what we do, like just yeah. looking at a lot of photos like day to day it's really nice to see stuff that was like made for a bigger format. And there was one, uh, it was a condo one specifically of like the horse and it's like a wide and on Instagram, it's like not that impressive, but if that was like a 12 by 12 printed or like a billboard or something like that, Mm -hmm. it would be epic. And it just, it sucks that the, the platform has dictated the way that a lot of people shoot, because I feel like a lot of the work gets diluted, even really, really good photographers, people that are great they like have to get the engagement shot too that or not engagement shot but they have to get something that they know is going to pop on instagram mm-hmm. and they can't yeah. do just what they wanted to and so i i appreciate that about you because you're just like i'm just going to create what feels right and what feels good and it might not work on this platform but it's going to work somewhere else or someone's going to mm-hmm. appreciate it you know and that's that's the way to be i think that's the beauty of not taking the influencer approach though like you know you gotta realize influencers are pretty much platform creators and so platform like, hose. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Big diff. Big diff. Um, but you know, oh, there's so many, like, so many great talented artists that are not platform creators. That you know, you go to their Instagram and from the inst- and, and I've I've seen this so many times being in the space for so long. I've I've been at meetups with epic world-renowned photographers in the instagrammers not have any idea or even look up their instagram and just kind of be like oh like this guy's stuff's okay because it's not and it has eleven thousand followers it's exactly <laughs> yeah and and, and 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 it's hilarious because he'll be walking around and no one's talking to him meanwhile there's some dude with eighty thousand, hundred thousand followers and everyone's wanting to chat with this guy but this dude's portfolio if they were to look at this guy's website and actually look at his work it's like oh my gosh like this guy is 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 one of the greats like he's he's goat status yeah um Mm -hmm. and so i I think it's a beautiful place to be to to be able to to make stuff for you that feeds your soul uh on your own terms and not have to change the way you create and and force yourself because it really puts you in a in a limited box as far as what you can do if you're creating for the platform it's like art art versus content it's like do you want to create art or do you want to create content because content i feel like is cheap and it's disposable but art it, it means something it means something to you and the piece means something and then it can mean something to other people too no one's like looking at instagram pictures and and feeling something you know it's like or, content's a commodity. <laughs> yeah. 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 Damn. Um, should we should we pivot into talking about mental health? Today's podcast is brought to you by the Sony WH one thousand XM four noise canceling headphones. My favorite feature. I don't. I have so many features, and obviously the noise canceling is amazing. But one of the best parts about these headphones is they're comfortable. I can wear these things all day. I've been on long flights to New York and coming from Boise, as you know, V and DJ, when we travel to NY, we always have a layover. And so it takes, it's like an all day trip to get to New York here. And we'll be rocking these headphones from the time we leave Boise until the time we land in New York City without my ears being all bruised up and sensitive. I know you guys can relate if you've had headphones that make your ears all tender and and make them feel weird. These headphones are really, really comfortable. Yeah, and they're like kind of soft touch too. 
So just like all around, whether you're like touching the ear cup, they just have like a very nice, like kind of gentle feel. Great for all day wear, great for traveling. I was gonna say the battery life. Oh yeah. That's also really nice. Don't even get me started. <laughs> battery life on these things is huge. I rarely, like, honestly, how often do you guys find yourself recharging your headphones? Literally never. Never. Yeah. Like, I think <laughs> they're, it, they're like, magical. No, the, the I would say, like, the millennial feature is, like, you can plug them in for 10 minutes, and it's a five-hour charge. That, to me, is, like, a game yeah, changer. Yeah, it's so quick. So, even if you do, so, say you're traveling all day, you plug it in at the airport for five minutes, and it's back to fully charge yeah that hypercharge technology i don't i don't understand it but <laughs> i'm here for it <laughs> i don't get it but i love it it has this really sick app which is probably one of my favorite things is the headphones app allows you to go in and change the equalizer you can change yeah. the actual how the headphones sound and you can also put on like a d-e-e-e extreme and it basically fills in the gaps. So with like streaming audio, there's a lot of holes basically because it's like it has to stream. So it's like a lower quality sound. So this basically fills in the gaps. And it, 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 I would say it boosts like the treble. It boosts the highs a little bit. Um, but just overall sound quality wise, it's like a night and day difference. I just keep mine on all the time because it, it really actually makes a difference. You can either set your headphones to have a better battery life or better sound quality. And for me, I'm all about sound quality. And even though I keep mine on the best quality sound, I still have amazing battery life. I honestly find, my, find myself probably charging my headphones, especially when I'm not traveling, maybe like once every, like I'd say like once every 20 days, I have to like, act, it'll, it'll die and I'll have to charge them up. Yep. The sound quality is, is amazing on these. It's next level, honestly. Yeah, I know. As as creatives, we've all like we all. I mean, especially last year, man. Twenty twenty was just a year for everyone, and and you know, we're big on discussions, and I think mental health is a discussion that's not necessarily being had in the space. A lot of people keep that to themselves, and they're not as open to speaking about it. And so, we're super excited to to have a conversation with you about. You know, how has mental health affected you as a as a creative and how do you deal with that? Whew. Uh, man, mental health affects everything and every single part of my being and every every part of my life. I feel like I have under like realized how sensitive I am. And I'm like usually like growing up, they're like, men should be sensitive man gotta be hard you know? bro like, same I'm not, I'm not hard same same <laughs> I, mean, like, I could be you know, i'm soft like, i'm so soft like and i am i'm not afraid to admit that you know i think that's a, a place that more people should be and stop stop like putting up this wall of like not being true to yourself or like honest with yourself because if you're not honest with yourself you're just going to keep on like making bad decisions for yourself and making it harder to talk to yourself. Um, mm. And man, this last year was tough. Cause I realized that I felt great in a collaborative space, right? And then I get ripped out of that collaborative space and I'm put at home, which was like my freelance, like before I turn into a corporate sellout, you know, I'm just kidding. Uh, but like, <laughs> Before I experienced that, I didn't know that was a, a, a thing that existed. Like, I, I didn't know 
like I, I'm, I'm so introverted. So like doing an extroverted job, but like, I love doing the extroverted job of like a photographer, you know, and like being there. But like a lot of times I just want to like be back and alone and like, like recharging, but like still being a part of it. Uh, so like, like the whole corporate thing, like didn't seem realistic, but being there and feeding off all of that put me in such a good space, like mentally, like I felt so good about myself and like people like I'm a Libra moon. All right. I'm going to get some astrology. Let's, let's I'm go, a Libra bro. sun moon. My rising's a Scorpio. I want to be told like, I like receiving compliments. Okay. Everybody does, but like it like, it hits different. Very nice. Yeah. You know, it like lasts. It lasts. And it, it's mm. being in that space. It was just everybody was so loving and so open. And so just like everybody's just like aware of their feelings and aware that feelings like will change the way you, you create. Um, and since I've been out of that, man, it's been like. It's a total, like, learning experience. I feel like I would have done this when I was, like, 35, you know, or, like, way later in my life. And, like, learning about myself, right? But this last year has, like, forced me to live with a very, very loud voice in my head, you know? I'm just, like, I feel like I have a very, very loud internal dialogue, and I have never really been able to quiet it. And, like, that is the source of where my anxiety comes from. It's just, like... Who is that man? Like, will you just like chill out for a bit? Damn. Uh, and like, I figured out, I figured out ways to like silence. I mean, like, not silence it. I'm just like, can you just be a little quiet for like a little bit? Like, Loki, I'm gonna plug this um, lavender pill. There's a lavender pill. It's made from just lavender oil, and it like relaxes your entire body. And it's literally just lavender oil, and it's nice. changed my life. Um, except you get like lavender burps and like those aren't <laughs> ideal, but like, that sounds awesome. but besides that, I'm like, it's an, it's incredible. My therapist was like, they're called lavellas and like everybody at the office has these just like, Hey, I need a lavella. I'm feeling kind of anxious. And they're like, Hey, like here's a lavella. <laughs> and then they like feel better. And like, honestly, hmm. that has been a game changer just for like, Cause like when you're anxious, like your body like tenses up, like you're, you're like, you just kind of like are in fight and flight. You're like, I'm ready to like, just like get out of here, you know? But like that has just been able to like, like chill me out a little bit and just be like, no, I don't have to be, there's no reason to be anxious. Like you're creating this reality that you're becoming anxious from. It's from your own creation. So like, if you just like really just slow it down and kind of just like, the whole thing is being present, you know, like that's my, that's my, that's my deal. Like I live in the past. I live in trauma and trauma is a fight or flight thing. And if it, um, everybody has gone through trauma. So if you have experienced it, then it will like kind of attack you later on, unless you like actually like face it on and figure out why that made you feel that way or why that continues to like bring out these like feelings and if you fix that or like do what you can like if you at least like put all you can into fixing that thing then you're gonna be better for it in one way or another I mean like it's not like you can just like like if you go 10 times you're gonna 
be 10 times like more like knowledgeable on how to help yourself more than you would have instead of like being like no I can't like I'm so sad but like like you don't want to do anything like you don't want to do it and the fact that I did therapy like the last year has been like the biggest best thing especially when you're at home and and therapy has moved to like online so you can like actually sit on your comfy couch during therapy and with your own like you're comfortable <laughs> and you're just like just be just to be vulnerable is is so big yeah um and i've never like i've been avoiding that my entire life just like trying to find myself trying to find my inner voice and not that inner voice that's super loud telling me that like my work is trash mm-hmm. but like the one that's like you're good you got this and just like keep following whatever like what does whatever your heart says because like I've learned to trust my heart and trust my like gut and my intuition and that has been huge for me to just like really like dive into my empathy and like try to be as vulnerable as possible because that's been one of my biggest strengths and I feel like that's why um when I shoot it, it translates completely over to my to my art. Um, I want to feel something from my work. I want to make people feel something from my work. And I've just taken what I've learned and like what creates like an artistic picture or like what creates like really like like honing in on what my eye is and like my eye is directly tied to my heart. That was sick. Yeah, that was great. That's a, that's a tweetable Yo. moment. Oh my god. Ooh, damn. Uh, no, but like for real, like. Yeah. I'm tweet that later. Yeah. Uh, I already did. It's it's so it's so connected. Oh my god, uh, it's so connected. Yep. Um, and I've never I've never realized that. Actually, I haven't realized that until right now. Yeah. Uh, like every day, you learn something new, and and it like. It, it, everything yeah. connects, you know, yeah. w- whether you know it or not. It's, bro, it's so beautiful. I'm so grateful that you've been able to hold space for yourself to create an environment for you to begin the healing process, to to love yourself enough to want to heal, to want to mm-hmm. get to the root of the pain and the trauma. Uh, I can relate so much to, to everything that you've said. I've had so many so many years in the past where I was, I felt like the most complex person in the world because I had so much, my, I had the, uh, the disease of the mind. Like the mind was mm-hmm. just so active and, and had so much yeah. to say about everything and never, I had a hard time sleeping cause it would never just, you know, never shut up, never stop, always going. And, and it creates stories. They're like little films, little short mm-hmm. horror films. And sometimes they're good films. Sometimes yeah. they're horror films. Sometimes like sometimes they loop. Yeah. They loop. And, <laughs> and sometimes you start to believe these films. You start to oh, believe yeah. that it's, oh, and yeah. then it becomes your reality. And you start creating your own. You're creating. It's like creating the pictures. It starts with the pictures in your mind, then it becomes your reality. And next thing you know, like you're having all these crazy thoughts, and you're just like, what is? And it and it starts to wreak havoc in your your relationships and your life. And mm-hmm. I think. I think society, I think social media has, has been a huge 
obstacle for humanity. And I think it's causing in our generation and the younger yeah. generation, I think it's caused a lot. I think anyone that's on social media has some form of mental illness or has had some form of mental illness and anxiety and these things. Cause it is a byproduct of these, these tools, yeah. you know, and we, we, we hide so much from ourselves through consumption. It's like these apps have, mm-hmm. have, have replaced our relationships with ourself and going in and getting to know ourselves and, 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 and following our own path. And we replace it with these, with consumption habits through these apps. And so it's really beautiful to see like this mass healing going on right now. I feel like everyone I come in contact with, I feel like is going through this, this mass healing, this process of, of, of becoming whole, you know, And, and for creatives, we're sensitive. It's really, you know, all creatives are sensitive. We're intuitive people. Like that's, that's a superpower, you know, that's not a hindrance. That's a superpower. And if you can really come into tune with that superpower, the, the possibilities are unlimited, you know, and, and you start to realize that you are the creator of your reality through your thoughts and you can control the pictures in your mind and the void. It doesn't have to be these things, but trauma is real and you got to heal from oh, yeah. that. You have to deal with that or let go and forgiving your, you have to forgive yourself. You have to love yourself. You have to forgive others, you know, and you realize the more you can forgive others and the more you can love others, the easier it is to forgive and love yourself. And you start to realize the yep. connectivity that there is between all of us, you know, and the world just kind of starts to open up and things start to just flow so much. Your just life becomes so much more frictionless. And it's just so much easier to just go about your day to day life without all the pain and, and the, the density. It's heavy. It's very heavy. And that was beautiful. Man. <laughs> I'm going to put that whole monologue <laughs> The whole rant. Hold on, hold on. I'm tweeting just, it. Just like get a tag on my yeah. chest. Yeah. No, it was beautiful though. Like, I agree with everything you just said. What was the what was the catalyst for you uh, jumping into therapy? Was it just like everything just coming to a halt? Um, my work Starbucks they put they they announced a a health benefit within our our plan. It's a, a mental health. You get like twenty five. I don't know how many sessions you get a, a set amount of sessions in a set amount of time. Um, and I was able to go once a week, and like such a privilege to be able to have that like there for me um, and have it be a part of like my, my job. Like it's, yeah. it blows my mind. Like a lot of people do not have access to th- this, like to, me- to mental health, like any type of, of therapy. Yeah. Um, it's expensive. It's expensive if you're paying out of pocket. It you is. Know? Um, and it's hard. Uh, but Honestly, like I've known that I've I've needed to go to therapy. Like I've been through a lot of trauma, like a lot. And a lot of times a lot like everybody like that has gone through it knows they've gone through it, but they've minimalized it and they've like shrunken it down, put it in like their little pocket and then it'd be like, "Eh, yeah, I don't know, like I don't feel that bad now." But you're like y- you literally like ripped your arm open from like you fell off the bike and you just taped it up afterwards and you're like okay i'm gonna put my shirt back on and like keep going yeah no you have to clean out the wound and like let it heal properly because otherwise you're gonna have your your arm's gonna fall off yeah you know my therapist actually made that metaphor last night so shout i out love to that my girl she's <laughs> nice <Yeah. laughs> you know i think there's a huge uh, silver lining 
in all this though, I, I, what I've realized through my own personal experiences and then observing the, the healing process through friends and, and family and, and people that I communicate with is that going through a large amount of trauma is, is almost seen as like a hindrance, but it's totally not. It is like, yes. it is the greatest superpower if, and only if, you can heal from it and let go because it literally turns you, you have such an understanding. Like I've learned so much. Like I, you know, I grew up in a divorced household and, and it went through lots of different traumatic experiences as, as a child that brought me a lot of pain later in life because I hadn't dealt with them. But as I started to, to, to heal from them, I realized that these were all growing experiences. There was a lesson to be learned, a lesson about control, a lesson about power, a lesson about all these different things. And through all these lessons, uh, I've been able to better myself, you know, and, and it's allowed me to amplify the person that I am. And I feel like people that don't have traumatic experiences, they don't get that option to, to, to 100x themselves through through these, this gauntlet of experiences that, you know, certain people have been thrown through. And I think it's a beautiful thing. Trauma is a real uh, personality shaper, if you know how to use it right. <laughs> it builds character. Yeah, it really does. Yeah. It builds some character. Um, and I also it think, like, like, piggybacking on what you're saying, it, it makes you a lot more empathetic as a human and mm-hmm. as a creative. I feel like creatives are already just generally more empathetic. And I think a lot of times they feel things differently than a lot of people. And then you add trauma onto that and, and like it, it's just heavy. Like it, like you were saying, it's just stuff that you carry with you. And do you feel like going to therapy and like working through all of this has made you like that, that eyes to heart connection better? Has it refined that? Like, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like, cause I had no idea what I was going through when I was going through mm-hmm. it, you know? Uh, and like, I'm telling my therapist like how I feel. And I'm like, I feel like I have a bee's nest in my head. And I like want to just like shut it off and like go to bed and like not think. And after doing a bunch of tests, she's like, you have PTSD. And I'm like, oh. And it was just a lot to take in and a lot to, that I was like, it's a very real thing. And a lot of people have it, but don't realize they have it. And it, it, it creates, like, such a block that, like, blocks so many different things that you didn't realize it was blocking. And once I figured out how to, like, calm that business down and eventually, like, make it go away and, like, make it, like, not as intense that it's allowed me, like, I'm feeling so energized this year, you guys. Like, I feel like there has been, like, this huge fog that's always, like, 10 feet in front of me and I'm like, I don't know how to see past that but like now I feel like I'm able to kind of like align myself with myself again I feel like I was I was always kind of disconnected and didn't know like what I wanted to shoot or like what I wanted to do or who I wanted to work with and why and how and like the direction of my projects that I would you know like want to do and I've never been able to actually like like feel as much as I wanted to feel towards them there's always been some sort of disconnection and I feel like that is starting to clear Mm. um, by just understanding myself like and realizing why I am the way I am and like why I see and feel the things and realizing that it's fine to feel and see things a certain way and that it's just like you just have to like be okay with yourself and just like 
really be okay with yourself. Yeah. I feel like that translates too, like with what you're saying, when you feel the work, I think other people feel it too. There are people that are just like naturally a lot less empathetic, but when you get in this space where you are creating something and you know you're in alignment and it's like, this is true to me, this is what I want to do, or you're just, you're feeling it. I've noticed with myself, when I'm in that space, people resonate with the work a lot differently and it makes people who aren't as empathetic, they're like, oh, that's interesting. Like it just kind of catches them differently where normally they'd just be like, you know, scrolling or whatever. And I don't know, I think as artists, as creatives, you need to feel what you're doing. And when you're in alignment with your true self, it's a lot easier to do that. I think that goes back to, to piggyback off that. I think it, it goes to what we've talked about in previous episodes, back to intention because intention has energy. And so when you are creating something with intention and that intention is powered by emotion, the, the end product literally has energy and that's the magic. Like that's like, that's why I creativity is magic. That's why I say it's magic because it's not, it's not just like a product real, like the stuff that really moves people is magic because there's energy behind it. That's the difference between going out and just spraying photos and posting and then doing something with intention that's powered by your, your emotions. And that's the stuff that people, they don't know why they feel connected to it. They don't know why that song just resonated so much or that video just, it's because there's energy. There's, there's this invisible thing that you can't see, but you're interacting with energy and you're feeling it, you know? And, and that's, and, and I think that's, that's the difference. You just changed the whole game. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to need a copy of this uh, <laughs> podcast. What? No, it's 100% the energy. I never, even, I never even thought about it like that. And that just changed everything. Every, it, yeah, that was beautiful. That is... Yeah, damn. <laughs> Thank you. So, so was I think it, about this stuff a lot. Yeah. He does. He's a thinker. Yeah, clearly. Yeah. Wow. I feel, bro. I've, I've just seen it in my life. You know, I'm, I live life through my experiences and I try to be very aware and, 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 you know, things just connect the dots. And that's just one of the things that resonated with me one day. I was just like, there is this magic behind these things that you feel drawn to. Like, and there's no other way to describe it. It's just, there is energy behind it. There is. (laughs) Um, Mad baby, it's magic. magic. <laughs> well, can I just take a second? Mm-hmm. I just want to say great job for taking that leap and going in to do therapy. What, eight months ago, did you say, or a year ago? Yeah, I started right when we started working from home. And I was well, like, oh my God. And then, yeah, so it's been about a year. Yeah, well, good job. I just started Thank like you. two and a half months ago. And it's like, it's a for me, it was a huge step to take. So I can imagine just everybody's situation so different. And so yeah. I just feel like there's an unspoken bond between like, because you, our minds are so complicated. Yeah. And then there's so many layers of different things that happen in your life. So to be able to kind of go in, be vulnerable and allow someone to help you work through some of those things, it just allows for so much more genuine growth. And mm-hmm. that's what's crazy is so there's been such a weird stigma with it even I even had a stigma towards mental health until I had a bee's nest in my head (laughs) um Mm -hmm. and it was like I've got to figure this out but 
it's so interesting because we'll look at medical things or um, other health related things like, oh, if your arm's broken, you go into the doctor, you can visibly see it. Or if you're feeling a little bit out of shape, oh, I need to go to the gym. So there's like actions that you can take. Mm -hmm. And when it comes to mental health, no one can see it. No, it's hard to explain what you're going through to just random strangers. But to be able to say, no, I'm just going to take the initiative and go in, even if it's nothing crazy, it doesn't hurt to just go in, just like getting a checkup once a year by a doctor. Mm-hmm. What Our minds are so crazy. Not crazy. I mean, yeah. and, and like they're just so whoa, complicated whoa, whoa, whoa. and there's hey, so hey, many hey. layers. You can't say the C it's, word. I know. You no, know I'm what I mean, though. It's just, <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. crazy how many, how one thing connects to another and we'll create these patterns in our lives and, you know, everybody else gets to reap the benefit whether that's good or bad (laughs) um from different triggers and so i just think it's just awesome that you would take that step so good job thank you you too (laughs) thank you (laughs) well and you're you're breaking a cycle i feel like when you go decide like everyone has trauma whether it's like family trauma or you know whatever it is but when you go in and you're like you know what i just i want to i want to work on this and i want to heal through this and whatever you kind of you kind of stop yourself from repeating that because you actually understand the things that you went through and and just in talking about it and hearing from like a professional you're like okay i went through this i don't want to i don't want to repeat this i don't want to pass this on to my kids or yeah. i don't want to pass this mm-hmm. on to my partner and so you literally stop a lot of the things that caused this trauma to begin with and i honestly think it, it helps make the world a better place because it's like you're, you're stopping these things from from reoccurring over and over again, and just like you were saying, V, like I think it should be as normalized as going to the doctor, mm-hmm. because and especially now, especially I just feel like 2020 has been a weird year for a lot of people. I think no one should feel weird about that, and it'd be cool if everyone had access to that too. Especially for sure, yeah. there's a lot more people becoming contractors and freelancers and having kind of weird jobs that don't have benefits and it is ex- it is expensive like for just a normal person to just be like hey mm-hmm. i want to start going to therapy it's like it, it costs a lot yeah. per month and so i feel like but that's uh, to me that's just as important as a gym membership for sure and so now i understand that but yeah. i didn't before yeah and if if you look at it as like i'm renewing my mind and getting my thought life mm-hmm. on track it, like that's gonna change the whole trajectory of your life. You're gonna be oh, yeah. older and mind you're membership. exactly yeah. your mind membership. <laughs> there you go. It's ma- it's it doesn't have to be weird, but yeah, yeah. No. no, I have made it so weird in the past. But now that I see, it, like, mm-hmm. it's so important to make sure your thought life is on track and that it just makes everything so much easier. Well, I think it's important because. to normalize it, right? Because I, we're all wearing this mask. You know, like I know I wore the mask for many years. Like, and the crazy thing is, my life completely changed when I just opened up and stopped, like, let the Superman show go and just be vulnerable and just start being honest and real with myself and with others and being okay with that. Oh my gosh. No one wants to help Superman. They're just like, yeah, this, this guy's got it all figured out. Like, what? Well, like, screw him. And all of a sudden, you're vulnerable and they're like, oh my gosh, like, you need some help with that? Can we come over and, and, and help you do your, like, the world opens up to you because there's this exchange. And, and when you let your guard down, people, 
People want to love you. People want to be there for you. People want to hang out. People want to do these things. And, and, and we all, I, I think the conversation is so difficult and the reason it hasn't been normalized is because everyone still wants to wear this mask of I'm perfect. Everyone wants to be on social media and put on this, this, this face every single day and tell the world <laughs> yeah. how great everything is and how great their job is, even though they hate their job and how amazing yeah. this is and, and all these things. And it's just like, like, let's all just like let go. It's okay. Like we're all here for each other. Like let's all just do a big societal hug and cry and just <laughs> let it just out let it and out. just yeah. be like, like this sucks, and, and, and that's not your fault. That brings like, <laughs> yeah, dude, that no. brings people together. There's no faster way to build connection with someone than, than letting your guard down. I, I drew a graph, uh, a year and a half ago or so. And it was basically, uh, time. So relationships. So it's like vulnerability, over time creates the best of relationships. So like I realize over time, you know, as the years go by, you open up your vulnerability level mm. to the people closest to you and you start to build these deep relationships. But if you want people always talk about how they want deep relationships, they want deep relationships. You want deep relationships, be vulnerable. Dang. It's the fastest way on the planet <laughs> to, to open up a relationship is to just be vulnerable. Drop all the guards and watch how fast you start building really deep relationships with people around you because everyone wants to be vulnerable. But a lot of people are just like, who's going to do it first? Yeah. Oh, we're going to play the yeah. slow dance? All right, cool. We're going to play take, the cool game. We'll, we'll be drinking buddies for 10 years before we really get into the mode where we can talk about I cried last night or I love you or whatever it may be. Or you can get to that point in two months, you know? And yeah. so yeah. I, I feel like too, like the, the, the real you is usually cooler than the mask that you're putting on anyway. Like the mask is way cooler. Yeah. The mask is like all of the things that you think you need to be. And the real you is what's really cool about you. And so yeah. if you, if you are putting up, the fake walls and everything people are getting to know a version of you that's not really you anyways and then you have to keep up this facade and i feel like that's where all the energy and the stress and all this is is you like you built this really cool looking house from the outside and it's literally you just being like oh well, i gotta keep this up and i gotta like fake and it's just this big song and dance where when you can just be the real you it just things come easier like you're saying it just feels like it just flows out of you because it's not fake you're not having to doctor your image or anything like that and that's the best place to be. You can see it. It's literally, I call it aura, but like, let's just use weather. For example, we all have our own personal weather and you know that people that there's certain people in your life. It's like, bro, when, when that person shows up, it's just sunshine. Like it's just like sunshine and energy and just feels good. And, and it's just like, this is great. And then there's certain people that, Tornadoes. It's a hurricane. They Tornadoes show up and it's just like, through. oh boy, all right, here we go. Mentally prepare for this person. Like <laughs> it is a, you know, and you, and you love them, but their weather is a whole different pattern, you know? And I think as we can, as we all heal and grow our weather, our lives, everything becomes more stable. Everything becomes more lighter. Everything becomes more, uh, brighter and just, it's, it's a, it's a vibe and it, we're all, we're all tied into that ecosystem and and the more of us that the more of us that start to light up and let our rays of sh of sunshine shine that bleeds onto people that can that can fix cloudy freaking with a chance of meatballs guy <laughs> you know <laughs> that can that can help that that sunshine if he's surrounded by sunshine he eventually is there's there's three suns in the room and one cloudy guy like eventually he's going to light up just by being in that energy and so by us all healing and then taking the time for ourselves, we also help the ecosystem. We help each other. We help society. That's, good. That's really good. So like mental illness is like climate change and we have to save the planet 
by like facts, bro. Fixing yes. our fixing our weather so that it, everybody can just hold hands and be vulnerable together. Yes. Yeah, bro. The re- like, that's exactly the realest thing the that I feel I is that all of these outer problems that we see in the world, I feel like so few of them would exist if we would just take on the internal beast. These are just mirrors. Our outside world is a giant mirror of how we all are internally. The world is, is, it feels chaotic for a lot of people because a lot of people are chaotic internally. They have very chaotic beings. Their environment inside is chaotic. So what do you expect the outside world to look like? You know, but as people begin to heal and, and, and love themselves and love others, watch how fast our outer world changes. Watch how fast nature yeah. changes. Watch how fast everything mm-hmm. changes. That's so good. And I feel like the facade is crumbling this year. Of a, it's, hard, it's really hard for people to keep up the facade because there's less distraction. There's less ways. Mm-hmm. Like you're, you're running out of Netflix shows. It's like the people that were just posting, like, you know, <laughs> posting content. They're not really yeah. traveling like people's lives are different and it's forcing this self-reflection. And so it's, it's all, I feel like people, a lot of people feel like it's all crumbling down. It's all falling down. And they're like, well, who am I actually? I don't even know who I am. I don't know. I don't know who the true me is. And it, it, it's pushing them to this place where they have to self-reflect and they have to face their own selves. Mm-hmm. And it's really interesting to watch people go through that. It absolutely is. Yeah, that was good. It's, <laughs> That was really good. Oh, there's so many keys on this podcast. Damn. Where are my keys at, bro? Give me yeah. a jingle, DJ. Give me a jingle, bro. Hold on. Jeez. We got all the keys. Over here. Yeah, all the keys. <laughs> um, it's 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 an interesting time too. I feel like we're in this this renaissance and this renaissance of creation. I think is is bringing back the balance. I feel like you're seeing. Uh, a shift in balance between order and chaos and you, let's just use creation and consumption as the uh, analogies there creation it makes you whole so healing and doing all these things it makes you whole consumption is like consumption creates a void and you're always trying to fill that void you can never fill that void no matter how much stuff you buy no matter how much stuff you watch how many movies how many inspiring videos no you're feeling a never ending. And the more you feed that void, the bigger it gets and it just starts to swallow everything and it leaves you empty. (laughs) Yeah. And the only way to counterbalance that is to move into the creation bucket, you know? And I think that's what's, everyone is making that shift. Even people that don't consider themselves creatives. We're all, we're all creators. We are a creator species. Like you're, if you're human, you are a creator. Yeah. And so you're seeing a lot of people start to embody you know, playing music or going home and playing the guitar. I see you got a guitar behind you. The guitar looks sick, by the way. It's play. just a prop. It's just a prop. <laughs> I can't play. It's school, right? Yeah. <laughs> you know, but a lot oh, of... Like a my lot girlfriend of... plays guitar, though, so... That oh, is. <laughs> Shout out to the girlfriend. <laughs> right? She's killing it. <laughs> um, She's going to play us out. Yes, yeah, she should. Can, <laughs> can she play something for us at the end of the show? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> jam sesh i'm into it yeah. no i think that that expression though is people are feeling the need to express themselves because of what's going on in the world like it, i i feel like a lot of people are coming back to music or they're like i used to play but i really want to again i need to make art people are feeling the need to get 
to like flow like that that eyes to heart connection that you're talking about mm-hmm. yeah. it's for like this whole process is forcing that out of people and it's interesting to see what comes out i know for me it's been interesting to see like i've been just wanting to create like a lot more stuff and and i feel like i have to it's like a pull on me where i'm like i gotta make something yeah. right now and i used to be that way a lot more and this year i feel like it's just pulled it out of me yeah yeah right there with you yeah what song are you gonna play i just want to make stuff yeah i'm not gonna play (laughs) i can't (laughs) you can sing though you can sing us a song goodbye right i don't think so we won't make you you so let me ask you this so i think collaboration is a big part of this process i think creativity works better uh and it's it's one of those things that thrives in collaboration like great art takes it takes collaboration like no great thing that anyone interacts with was done by one person it may feel that way because you don't understand you're not sure what the process looked like but when you actually communicate with the artist you realize there's a lot of people there's a lot of different things involved that that came to that end product Mm -hmm. and you were talking about how much joy the collaboration process brought you when you were working in-house at starbucks versus being remote now and so with that being said with going through a year of like no collaboration and being you know just like kind of doing your own thing in 2021 what are some ways that you think we might be able to leverage technology or figure out you know how are ways that we could that you could bring back the collaboration into your life that that you've been missing we've we've tried doing um like big brainstorm sessions at work that's been something that we've done They they put up a huge like uh just like big screen that everybody can like put little like sticky notes on together as like a group of like 20 people and it was a really cool way to see everybody's ideas come like that uh but i didn't feel like my ideas are able to come through like that very well i feel like everybody has different ways that they mediums feel that they're able to like express themselves and like contribute in 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 different ways uh so i'm not sure how what is that what is yours like what's your what's your way to express that or to collaborate? Um, I think a lot of it is like I like to be in in the room, like in the in a physical place with the 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 like subject or like whatever it is that we're trying to shoot. I feel like I'm really really good on the spot, and I'm realizing that I'm I'm more like weak. In, in the area of like actually like sitting down and like crafting an idea and like really planning something before I do it. Like I'm very good at being like, oh, I'm in a panic and I have to like shoot 20 selects in like five minutes and then edit them. And I'm just like, uh, really good like in that way. And like, cause I've always, I've always been like put in like tough situations throughout like a ton of different genres and a ton of different shoots. And it's a lot of the car stuff, like car races, like you're like, I'm in this spot, I have to make something cool. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that is where a lot of my like actual creativity comes from is like, which is kind of weird, the like fight or flight. And I'm always yeah. like, fight. And I just, <laughs> you know, like have to make something out of, out of nothing. But now I'm aware that I like kind of lack that other type of like collaborative mm-hmm. a- approach. Um, and I want to do more of that. I, I loved, um, I, I'm trying to explore that more this year, honestly, just like 
try to do more stuff that I can put like my energy into that I feel represents like what I actually believe in in like an actual like a whole shoot as opposed to like somebody gave me something and I took a picture of it I want to like put that thing there and then take a photo of it. or thing like object photo of a person yeah. a, a mm-hmm. car whatever create it is. the whole world around the image yeah yeah I feel like a lot of my friends do that really really well and I'm always just like oh my god like that is so cool like how did you do that you know like they're so like and I've asked my friends and they've told me and I'm like wow like that is really really cool and I've I think that is something that I'm going to explore this year. Hopefully. That's awesome. To see an area that you want to improve on. That's really cool. Oh, yeah. I feel like I'm always looking and trying to see holes yeah. in my work and, like, in myself now. Because I'm, like, I'm aware of, like, all this stuff that needs to be improved. I'm just, like, everything needs to be improved, you know, all the time. Isn't that funny? It's, like, I wish we almost think that there's, like, we're going to arrive someday, but we're never going to arrive. So, but it's fun to just look at it like, uh-huh. here's an opportunity where I can improve on this area, right. this area. But it's kind of a nice breath of fresh air to know I'm never going to fully arrive, but nope. I can try. Right. <laughs> it's, it's about being present. So good. Know? Yeah. It's, I'm so bad at being present. Sorry. I have to keep, rem- <laughs> I have to keep reminding myself of that too. No, you're good. I just, yeah. I caught you with that lag. Um, <laughs> but it's, it's interesting talking about how there's not like, there's no destination. Um, and I had this concept that came to me last night, which is like, as, as people, as creatives, as creators, as creator beings, we're infinitely blooming. We're like a Lotus flower that never stops blooming. And so you're, there is no, there is no final form. It's just an infinite bloom and, and pieces of you are consistently dying and, and pieces of you are consistently being, being birthed. And, and pieces of you are, are young, pieces are maturing, and it's just like this infinite process. But the, there is no destination to the process. Yeah. You know, there is no end game. It's just, mm-hmm. it's just infinite. So just enjoy it. That's interesting. Yeah, a tree doesn't have a destination. No. It's like its goal is to grow. Yeah. Dang. And it goes through seasons. <laughs> like it loses all of its back leaves. It looks different. Could you imagine like going through winter and you just lose all your hair and then it yeah. grows back in the spring? You know, like, and so it's... Uh-huh. And, and, and we go through those things though. We go through experiences, we have ups and downs, but nonetheless, like we're infinitely, we're blooming all the time. It doesn't mean life is perfect. Uh, it doesn't mean everything's always great and dandy, but that's just, that's, that's part of the process. We're just mm-hmm. an infinitely blooming being. Um, and with that said, bro, it's been an absolute, it's a little <laughs> over an hour. It's been an insane conversation yeah. chatting with yeah. you. Uh, we're so grateful so for great. you you know, coming on and being so open and, and being so willing to share your personal story, your experience and, and, and sharing heartfelt things that that people need to hear that that people can relate to and that we're, you know, people are all going through. And so uh, we're so, so thankful for you uh, coming into this space and, and just being so open and willing to, to share. No, thank you so much this is this is honestly like a continuation of my therapy session last <laughs> night so this was I like it was just really good like like thank you for giving me a platform to just like say what's on my heart like and just like practice being myself and like it just improving myself uh yeah. oh like, this was so good, was good. where can, where can people connect with you where can people connect with you like instagram 
Instagram, Twitter. At Connor Surdy. MySpace. At Connor Surdy. We'll plug it in the we'll plug it into the description. Yep. Uh any parting words. DMs are open. No, like my DMs are open. Like, please, if anybody ever has any questions about anything ever, if you want a compliment from me, I am I just wanna I just wanna tell people how much they deserve to be loved and how great they are. So just like slide in my DMs. I'll get back to you eventually. Like I'm dealing with my own stuff. So I'll like I'll compliment you later. But like yeah. no for real, I just I just wanna connect with people and just be like let this community just like don't be scared, you know, just like be friends with everybody, you know? Yeah. Um, Twitter, Instagram, I'm on, I'm on my phone, you know. Check out his website, people. Screen time is off the charts. Connor, is there any parting <laughs> words that you would like to leave the AOV community with before we go? Follow your heart and do, and do what you, you think you should do. And not because someone else told you you should do it. Do what makes you feel good. Unless it's a bad habit, then you should quit that. And, you know, just like live, live your best life. Be the best version, version of yourself. Because that's how it should be. And take care of that mental health, baby. I love it. Yes. You are loved and you are worthy of love. You are worthy of love. <laughs> you are love and you are worthy of love. All you guys. We love you guys so much. We're super grateful for everyone listening. Uh, thank you for listening to another episode of the Creator Club House. Make sure to subscribe. Make sure to share this episode. If you guys know anyone, like there's a lot of people struggling right now. And I think we talk like this is a re- such a relatable discussion. And so if you guys got anyone out there that, you know, is feeling a little down or going through some things or whatever it may be, share this with them. Just just hit them with that, you know, copy that link, hit that share button, <laughs> hit them with that iMessage, uh, you know, blue boxes only. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Love Android. Uh, but yeah, share this with, you know, with anyone that you guys think might need this. Make sure to check us out at Art of Visuals on Instagram. Uh, do you know the phone number, DJ? Give us. I do. I think. Yes, give us a give us a call if you check, guys have check. questions. If you guys have questions, you want to leave comments about the episode, leave us a voicemail at 208-391-2844. 208-391-2844, ladies and I gentlemen. Had it, I had it. I totally uh, had for it. a limited time only, if you call in the next twenty minutes for nineteen ninety five plus oh, shipping and handling, you will get a. <laughs> uh, we love you guys. Peace. Yeah.